Welcome to the Enterprise Excellence Podcast, where our purpose is to help create a better future. Learn from our world's experts how to improve your organization sustainably. Learn how to achieve and sustain an excellence journey for yourself, others, and the planet. And I'm your host, Brad Jevons, coming to you from Brisbane, Australia. We are proudly brought to you in association with SA Partners, a world-leading business transformation consultancy. SA Partners are a truly purposeful company focused on helping organisations achieve sustainable improvement for themselves, others and the planet. Welcome to episode 100 of the Enterprise Excellence of Podcasts. What an amazing achievement. Em and I are here today to talk about the last 100 episodes and some of the key themes and key topics that hopefully you'll gain value from with it all sort of being pulled together. Yeah, it's amazing to think we're in triple digits now. Can't yeah. believe it really. And we're into our third year. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh. It's gone so quick. But thank you to all of you listeners for being part of this and making it so successful. Like the show's just gone from strength to strength. And it's um, up there in one of the largest now in its category for enterprise excellence and business improvement, which is amazing. So thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. You know, it's with our um, listeners and our supporters that we can continue to offer this to you. And on that, we'll... Shout out a big thanks to SA Partners. Yeah, we feel very honoured to be linked with such a purposeful company that truly does a great job in this space of enterprise excellence. And there's just straight, there's such a great fit between them and us. And it's been a pleasure working with them. So to all the team around the world of SA Partners, great job with what you do. And thank you for supporting this podcast and helping us do what we do. Yeah, and we've um, we've had a lot of SA Partner um, principles on the show um, you know a beautiful one we had with Kevin Zoe Kevin Zokai yeah yeah <laughs> Sorry, Kevin's, Kevin. been on, Kevin's been on twice one on purpose and one on lean and green which you know it's the heart of this podcast and you know he, he's been amazing and then we had just recently on TPM we've had on the team there all the guys that have done such a great job helping organizations around their performance of their factories and everything that goes with it you know john quirk peter wilmont and andy brunskill and we'll have some more throughout the years ahead you know these these guys are some of the best of the best and girls about the world i think there's a key indicator there we need to get some of the the ladies from sa partners on at different times to share their knowledge yes yeah agreed yeah so listeners that's a call out to you if you can uh think of some ladies that would like to come on the show we'd love to support more women in leadership and practitioners and have them on the podcast also everyone from um diverse cultures like we if you know of anyone who's really in this field in any country or, or location around the world where we could get that perspective and get their insights that'd be amazing so please put a shout out to anyone in that space and connect to us via the website enterpriseexcellencepodcast.com backslash contact and would be really keen to know we, we need to get more diversity on the show and we actively want to do that. So please, please help us there. Yeah. I think, um, Em, you and I were chatting before we came on air, sort of just reflecting back on why we did this and where the whole thing came from. Yeah, it was, I think we had a pretty small little Miranda with us at the time. She's, yeah. She was probably one. Yeah, one under one, yeah. <laughs> She's just turned four, everyone, so... We've got a feisty four-year-old on our hands at the moment. So, yeah, she was quite small when we set it up and, and COVID initially hit. 
uh, you know, sending our world into a bit of chaos. And, um, you know, we, we found we had lots of time on our hands with our jobs kind of being put on hold. And, oh. Yeah, we thought, how could we help? How could we help? Yeah, it's a bit of a different situation now that COVID's hitting. We're sort of just soldiering on. Yeah. Um, but back then, we had lots of time on our hands. Yeah, a bit of extra time. <laughs> and then when we want to, I wanted to explain that create a better future piece that is at the pivot of it. Like if you look at what M and I are about and everyone that we work with, it's that whole piece of create a better future. And if you look at it, the driver of it is that. Like the concerning factor is that we see that potentially there's a future coming for our kids and grandkids that the environment's not going to be the same, um, the economy's not going to be as good as what we've got. Like that is a possibility. The positive factor we know through all our great guests and all the work that's been done is that organisations and companies can play a massive part in shifting this direction. You know, we have so many people working for us. We have so much infrastructure. We have so much impact to a planet either positively or negatively so much impact to the economy positively or negatively but we also know from our guests that there's a win-win there any organization can create you know cultures of enterprise excellence and continuous improvement and pro amazing project execution engaging everyone and they can get win-wins at the same time for economic and environment and, and social and their people and their people there's no win-lose it's all uplift but it's just tweaking the few key things continuously Seeking perfection, which is where that word excellence comes in, because you'll never get it. It's like unattainable. But if you can keep working towards it, yeah, we'll have a better future. Hmm. We will create that better future. You know, and I think that's what create a better future means. And it's been there from the day dot with us. It was just getting the word, why are we doing this? And it's there greater than ever right now. Um, and it can be done through organizations. It is being done by organizations. And... I think enterprise excellence is a medium, you know, learning and understanding and getting better at this, all the topics that our people, Speakers. guests that have come on have spoken about. Yeah. Will we'll make that difference for the future, which is amazing. Yeah. I remember there, Brad, um, William Halal, that was, he was speaking with us on episode 86 um, about you know, how technology is driving an age of consciousness, but he specifically mentioned businesses in that episode, stepping up and being the ones to drive change because governments are too short-sighted. Yeah. You know, we can't rely on governments. Too short-term with their tenure of leadership. Yeah. Although Canberra has just announced they're going to be the first state in Australia to get rid of petrol, new petrol cars by the year 2035. So that's a bit of forward thinking by our government. Well done. Yeah. But on the whole, businesses are there long term and senior leaders and leadership and people are working you know, every day in companies mm -hmm. and have the potential to shift. Yeah. There's a great episode coming up in a few ahead, which will be uh, Eve Moriox, the director of Boston Consulting. And Eve is talking a lot about technology and how we really haven't been using it to its full potential and how we can use technology to truly create that better future. So that's going to be, that's going to be a great episode uh, to listen to coming up in, in just a few. So that's, that's going to be great. I think everyone with, with us going forward will, will keep these great experts coming and share this knowledge the trick is really helping it get traction in organizations and helping us create that better future mm -hmm. that's the key to it all mm -hmm.
Yeah. Yeah, as we've uh, sort of reflected on the past three years, there's been some key themes mm. really that keep repeating. And for me, I edit the podcasts and I get to hear all of the wonderful inspiration that, you know, that our guests provide. And it's, oh, wow, just a week to week kind of tap into why we're doing this and how we can keep keep kind of getting better um it's it's so cool yeah <laughs> so cool and there have have been some key themes haven't there Lou? like i think that's the advantage you and i have is that we're so deep in it with recording the podcast editing the podcast and then i also listen back i listen back to everyone yeah and you just pick up on these key themes which i think is what we want to share now isn't it we want to just have a chat about some of the key themes that we've learned over the last hundred episodes yeah yeah. So the some of the key themes, Brad, what do you think's the top one? Dun, think, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> the top key theme that every nearly every guest has spoken about. I think it's basically these journeys come back to senior leadership, you know, and to make them stick and really make them fire. It's about senior leadership really leading it, owning it and showing what Jim Collins spoke about years ago, that humility to basically go, right, we can do things different. We aren't perfect. We can move forward. How do we move forward? But then also the will and determination to go, right, we are gonna lead it and we are gonna own it and we're gonna demonstrate the behaviors that will ultimately help shift our organization. Like the whole thing comes back to human behavior. Mm -hmm. You know, but the, the companies that are truly nailing it are the ones where it's being owned by the most senior leadership and then cascading from there. Yes. And it's just a theme across every episode. But if I highlight some key episodes on it, I think Bruce Hamilton, who's one of the legends in this space, spoke a lot about it and the need for it in episode 58. You know, it was a, it was a great conversation and Bruce is such an amazing guy. Gwendolyn Gellsworth in episode 61 spoke a lot about the part senior leadership play and had some really great insight into this to how to achieve it. Diana Jones in episode 68 talking about leadership levers. Uh, Kevin Ayres in episode 19 mm -hmm. was one of the best on leadership language and the power of it. And when you think of it as a leader, if you go, behavior is everything, right? Shifting behavior. What is one of the core behaviors that an organization experiences from a leader? It's two things. It's one, what they say and how they say it. And it's secondly, what people see them do. Mm -hmm. Their physical behavior. So Kevin's episode and the work he does is amazing. And then also Dave Sahoviak, the host of the uh, Coaching for Leaders podcast, which is one of our world's best. He was on episode 30 and he spoke about so many key aspects of, of leadership and achieving excellence. And it was an amazing episode. So thanks, Dave. Mm -hmm. I think all of those guests, Brad, you know, they had common um, commonality with behaviours. Mm. It was not only the drive, but also sort of the um, fun that leaders can have yeah. with their people and the um, sort of really having that clear passion, the clear vision. Yeah. Well, that's the next making, topic. Yeah, making it sort of a story and telling it in a fun way. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, well, on the next topic, it, it, I said to someone a few weeks ago, if I had a dollar for every time one of an expert mentions purposeful vision and cascading it, I'd probably be quite a wealthy person. You know, so the, the other topic that's come up nearly in every episode is 
basically the effectiveness of planning but being able to ultimately cascade it to be able to connect everyone in the organisation largely back to a meaningful vision, a purpose, a just cause, whatever you want to call it, and the goals of focus and the strategies of focus. But also there's an element I want to talk about, which is the culture of focus, like, you know, team charters and focus on key behaviours. Like there's all this strategic and cultural piece, but the effectiveness to be able to cascade that from the executive, to middle management, the front line, to the individual through your planning cycle, whether you call it Hoshin Kunri, strategy deployment, strategy and cultural deployment, um, strategy and culture cascade, many names for it. Mm -hmm. But that really has come up a lot, you know, and it it links back to basic human psychology and human ownership. I think we had Dan Pink on in an episode just recently talking about his new book, um, episode 74, where he's talking about the power of regret. But Dan is a legend of the book Drive, where he spoke about the power of autonomy, mastery. These aspects, well, how do you give that? You've got to be great at strategy and cultural deployment through your company. Because then when people are focused and aligned and they own their plan that and their just cause that links to the top line of the organisation and there's a golden thread from top to bottom, you can give heavy empowerment and you've got heavy accountability because mm-hmm. they own the part they're playing to overall achieve the part that the executive's playing. Mm. I think that visual for me of the golden thread linking the levels, it's such a beautiful way. If you think about the cyclical nature of that thread, mm. the beauty and the sparkle of the gold, yeah, it can just bring that that connectivity through all levels, the kind of respect for all yeah. people in the com- in the community and the organisation, and also that um, communication just flows. Yeah, that's such an beautiful visual yeah. to think about. That's for me anyway. I like to bring it back to something simple, and um, you know, not get so bogged down with the terminology of all these transformation words um yeah it's just are your people connected via that golden thread that's beautiful culturally and strategically some of the great episodes on this everyone i think were um mainly i guess chris butterworth in episode 884 chris talks a lot about the cultural deployment down to behaviors uh, which is really powerful um pascal dennis and laurent simon on episode 34 you know, they're legends in this space. Uh, Michael Jose, he was another one on this on his episode 60. Uh, it was amazing, his conversation, because it really created a clarity on cascading culture and, you know, operational focus and performance with him. And Jeff Sutherland, of course, you know, with episode six, but then episode 70, where he spoke about agile scrum at scale, which mm-hmm. is like, to myself and people I work with, that work that Jeff's done on Agile Scrum at Scale is just beautiful. You know, it just pulls it all together in one simple system. Yeah. Um, so well done, Jeff. That was awesome work you did, mate. Not that you haven't done amazing work throughout your whole career. And um, there's some great episodes, everyone, if you haven't heard them to reflect back on. But I've got to admit, doc, Dr. Kevin Zokai, every one of his episodes, he talks about purpose. Um the SA Partners team on when they're on total productive maintenance, you know, John, Peter, and Andy Bronskill on episode 98, 98 spoke a lot about it. 
It's we've just got, right throughout. Um, yeah, we've got one coming up too. Actually, next week, episode 101, uh, Tim Franz and Seth Silver talking about really developing the relationships and the partnerships at work in a respectful Yeah. They got a great analogy, which is a rowing analogy that links a lot to... Two in a canoe. Two in a canoe, (laughs) which aligns a lot to this requirement of getting that strategic alignment, but also connection to a purposeful vision. And yeah, it's a real episode to listen to because they they just, they make it so visual and so simple the way they describe it. Yeah. Yeah. Coming back to those visualizations, it's such a, yeah. The golden thread and the two in a canoe, it's... Yeah, yeah. you'll learn about that next week, everyone. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. The, oh. You go, what are you going to well, say? The, the next topic that has been coming up consistently is that getting that planning and connectedness and cascading around culture and strategy from top to bottom in an organisation, really critical. But then how well do you execute it? Now, it's all well and good to have a plan and be rallied around a purposeful vision. But if you don't execute, it's not worth whatever it's written on, you know, mm-hmm. or the, the whiteboard, yes. visual board it's been put up on. And so that's the other key topic that's come up over and over and over again is how effectively do we execute mm-hmm. on our plan? Now, if you think of execution, execution, yes, it happens out in the workplace, but a lot of project execution or a continuous improvement execution, it happens through people coming together in teams, small teams, we've learned, you know, five to eight people and having a system or a process they run to be able to execute that. Now, I think Jeff, again, Jeff Sutherland has it nailed with the three key pillars, transparency, you know, whatever that we're trying to execute should be visible at any time. Inspection, does the team have a meeting rhythm around it. Now, so many guests have spoken about meetings don't have to be an hour long. Mm-hmm. You know, they can be five to 10 minutes, maybe a bit more frequently to keep that intensity on it and that focus on it and allow for a more rapid adaption. And, you know, focused on that visual, yeah, the visual, visual plan. Board or yeah. electronic board. And then the third part is adaption. How well does a team adapt based on what they're seeing on that visual board, whether it be electronic or physical? That's such a common theme that's been coming up. But also the common theme is an organization's ability to connect that from frontline to executive so that, yeah, the frontline can be executing their plan, which is a lot more about driving the aspirational measures towards their purpose. But if they've got an impediment they can't deal with, how, it can, how does it rapidly get to the right level of performance meeting to be dealt with? So is that the their manager being able to solve that? If that manager can't solve it, how does it get up to the next level? I think it's more that does the manager have a visual board and performance meeting he goes to with cross-functional other managers that can help with that? Mm-hmm. You know, like whenever an employee is just handing a problem to a manager, there's two problems to that. One, did the employee have the system or the meeting to try overcome it themselves and bring it to the team and overcome and deal with it themselves the autonomy or the autonomy and the focus on it but the other is then when it gets if it has to get escalated does it a manager will often be busy and could lose it forget about it is there a system that takes it to that next level and at the next level it's transparent and it's inspected and it's adapted on Mm -hmm. and then above that of course there's 
your traditional hierarchy of companies where it's going from frontline to middle management and up, there's also then the agile structures that are now becoming prominent where you've got frontline and you do have teams above it, but in a true agile sense, it's just representatives, the right representatives from the frontline teams going there, not necessarily a manager, you know? So that's been a, a big learning throughout the whole last hundred episodes is this whole piece coming back to what is our meeting rhythm and our meeting system and the visualization system to enable us to run high performance, rapid meetings at all levels of the organization that are connected so that there's no really low decision latency. I think Jeff Sutherland said it so well in that last episode we had with him on episode 70, 70. where he said the key is to eliminate or reduce decision latency, Mm -hmm. which is overcoming a problem or saying yes or no to an innovative idea for improvement that maybe a frontline can't don't have the authority to execute them or say yes to themselves and you know the clarity of mind needed to be able to make those decisions you can't be in a firefighting mode to make clear decisions you've got to have Mm. um, some time set up in your every day to be able to think strategically yes and look at your prioritized list of recommendations or improvements know, jobs, or backlog of work you got to do whatever you call them and kind of link it to that frontline creating value for the customer yeah if you're not having that time in your day to think clearly about yeah your tasks for that day for that week for that month whatever your planning cycle is you're living in that day-to-day chaos, yeah, the firefighting, it. the whirlwind, and... and... I think it too, Em, on it, it comes back to the team, we over me, you know, so, you know, having those small, short, sharp meetings as a team to bring that focus back to the plan and back to our key goals and vision and execute from there at all levels of the company. Yeah. But it's got a bit, it's got a flow, I think the key theme we heard was flow from the bottom up, mm-hmm. that rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's so a critical. beautiful... Um, clip on our youtube channel about tom uh tom is it um from insignia on oh, yeah. Board. yeah tom connolly yeah tom connolly in, in, leader of his internal sales team yeah. uh we'll put the link in the show notes because really for a frontline team if you want to get a visual on how a beautiful team works mm. with a lovely board with a, a driving passion with their job opportunities split up into what they're going to do what they're doing and what they've done what performance measures they've got yeah it's all on there and they're just cause you know they they really rallied around it i also had tom and one of his team members in a training session just yesterday and one of his team members has just moved to another team and i asked that they were both in the training tom was there who was her previous leader and um you know um and so we're there together and we're actually talking about it and we're talking about culture and great examples of high performance culture, you know, and this is what, what the conversation was going around. And Shay, who's now down in Melbourne with another team, she actually quite embarrassed because she didn't want to give Tom a big head, which you can't, Tom's a good bloke, you know, but she <laughs> said, well, a great example of high performance culture was when I, we worked with Tom on the internal sales team because of the huddle rhythm, the scrum rhythm they ran where we'd come together and focus on our just cause and also our critical measures, but also culture, you know, where we'd look at behaviours we're trying to 
improve and achieve to drive forward, but both personally on a home front, but also at work. Oh. I think that's the other power of what Tom and the team do is they bring in personal as well as work. And, you know, it was just great to see that, you know, a team member who's been involved there for a little bit is actually referring back to that as one of the high performance cultural mm -hmm. how, memories. How often did they um, huddle? They were three times a week. They would yeah. scrum, they call it. They prefer to at scrum, run more the agile technique. Maybe we um, should get Tom on the podcast for a... That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, okay, we'll do that, everyone. Call Especially, that you, and if you've got with it, it'd be one to get to your sales leaders because, yeah, the results this young team achieved too is off the charts. So it, it does equate to results. You know, they've taken a department that was typically struggling and not coming in to blasting budget. I think they came in nearly 20% above last year, you know, wow. and have won some amazing business and retained accounts, you know, just drove those measures way up in performance so mm, so that regular huddle yeah regular huddle with the right focus and the right yeah process to it yeah. yeah it's cool so everyone on execution there's some great episodes there's jeff sutherland in episode six and also episode 70 like jeff and ken schwarber who hasn't been on the show yet they're the founders of agile it's one of the best systems to really one also do planning the planning cycle but also this execution piece we're talking on michael jose on episode 60 that was amazing it was amazing because of his discussion on leading culture and performance and execution through the huddles at toyota where he worked and became the gm of toyota america but then also the people and culture leader mm -hmm. and then also david mann in episode 52 that was a great episode which really brought that visuality element to life gwendolyn gelsworth's episodes um so many so many yeah it's been a common theme. When I was first involved in deploying enterprise excellence, I gained so much from being able to connect with global experts like Chris Butterworth, Alex Teo and Peter Hines. They shared their knowledge, but they also inspired me to keep moving forward and played a big part in what I'm doing now. We can now offer this same opportunity to many of our listeners. We are currently forming the enterprise excellence community. This community is for people practically deploying an excellence journey within their enterprise. The community allows us to link directly with our world's experts each month to learn and grow for an hour. We already have Jeff Sutherland, Jeff Leiker, Pascal Dennis, Laurent Salmon, and Lewis Trigger confirmed for the coming months. For the final hour of the gathering, we then link in small groups with our peers to help each other overcome challenges and continue to move forward towards our vision of excellence and goals within our organization. To get involved or gain more information, reach out via our website, enterpriseexcellencepodcast.com backslash contact. We look forward to talking to you soon and working together with our world's experts and each other to create a better future. The, the other part that's come up so much is that, and I think you said it, Em, where do we create value in a business for our customers? It's at the front line. Basically, that's where we're going to win or lose the game day in, day out. Yeah, it's, that's a big shift, isn't it, thinking that way? Yeah. And the level of, you know, the level of communication and oh, contact needed with that, mm. with that customer kind of centric focus. Yeah. Yeah. You as manager, I think traditionally you get 
drawn away from the customer as yeah. you yeah. rise from the up front the line, level and from the front line employee. Yeah, and so really, the customer is can be the success of the business yeah. or not. And seeing seeing employees as your customer as a leader or a partner at least is so so critical to it because you know when when you've got a culture where the front line feel disrespected from the executive and the executive feel annoyed at the front line how are people going to be rocking up to work in a good headspace to really want to achieve excellence mm. it's it's they're not and so there's a few part themes this thing's come through time and time again throughout this show but i guess the key to it first of all are your front line teams set in silos and fighting against each other or are they aligned to the customer either their internal customer or in cross-functional teams like an agile mm. and extremely aligned to their cu- the value stream and their customer value mm-hmm. that's like one of the themes but then like you said em the other one then is what are the leadership behaviors we're doing to serve the front line it's a leaders real who flip serve. isn't it it's yeah yeah, how, we serve them. How do we serve our front line in creating value for the customer? Yeah, to help them how overcome help? impediments. How, and that is mainly through providing them with autonomy to make decisions themselves and then helping them to remove impediments yep. from their flow, yeah. creating value. And, and this comes back to the execution piece, everyone, because if, you, if you're working in an organisation and there is not a form of performance meeting at middle management and executive to overcome challenges rapidly and to execute projects that are going to definitely strategically differentiate ourselves, right? Every organization has to do big stuff to strategically differentiate themselves. But then there's this other aspect of being geared in that middle management and executive to execute projects well to overcome impediments that the front line's facing. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's critical. And the other bit is, the planning cycle we've already spoken about to help all teams adapt and focus and stay focused. But the final thing is, I think Michael Bremer was the legend of it in episode 54 and 5, where he talked about leading from the front. You know, Michael wrote such amazing books on leaders' ability to go to Gemba and walk the front line and learn from that. Also, Chris Butterworth spoke about this really well when it comes down to that concept of learning in the episode 84 that we did with Chris and so many of the other guests you know so well I driven leadership with Gwendolyn Galsworth yeah, in episode Boy. 43 yeah that was amazing yeah so and really giving power to the front line mm. giving them their power they you know they have the ability to do a lot more than a lot of leaders give them credit for yeah and the other great episode on this topic, of course, is um, David Mann with episode 52 with his concept of leader standard work. David's a bit of a legend in that space. And then also Peter Hines in an episode that Peter did on the people value stream, mm-hmm. which is basically the next topic, I guess, that has come up heaps and heaps, we, with the, which is what are our organizational systems to keep developing people and help people grow and reach their potential and you know, basically come into our company and grow through our company and really achieve the best they can achieve. Mm-hmm. And th- this is that whole concept of Peter Hines and Cheryl Jaquil, they call it the employee value stream. Other guests have called it the employee, using employee journey mapping to be able to constantly think about what is that employee journey and how do we keep enhancing it. Mm-hmm. 
But the episodes of prominence here would be Cheryl Jaquiel on episode five and Peter Hines in episode 46. Mm -hmm. Just great episodes talking about that whole people system with an organisation and how effective or how can you improve it to truly get great outcomes through, you know, people alignment, but also people development. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the key themes that have come through. And I think it's, they have come through many times, but I think each guest that raises a topic, they have a different take on it, a mm -hmm. different angle. Mm -hmm. And I think it just helps really keep it front of mind, but also keep learning on these key aspects of the importance of senior leadership, the planning cycle, both for work and then also day-to-day -day execution, frontline people, and the, getting them customer aligned, but also then that servant leaders who serve really supporting them, you know, Gemba, leader standard work, all these key things. And then the people system, you know, to help people grow and develop ongoing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there was so much gold in that first year of the podcast. So if you're just joining us now, you know, you've got a previous 99 episodes that you can go back to and listen to again and again and pick out your favorite ones and um yeah please connect everyone too i think it'd be great if you've got an idea if you've got someone who wants to come on the podcast if you've got something you feel you can share on the podcast please reach out yeah we'd love to have more of you on more of our community on yeah and as we said before more of a diverse sort of um guest pool yeah going forward the, the one episode I think I've missed and I overstepped and I want to talk about just back on planning is planning for the day-to-day, -day, you know, just getting flow and harmony through the front line. Ian Glenday on episode 91, unbelievable. Uh -huh. His book, Lean RFS. We've got Rick Sather who wrote it with him. He's and they, coming up. He's coming up in a few. Unbelievable. Yeah. They just demystify Hayonka and basically have an English version of that that is so simple and amazing. Yeah. And I guess personally, I see so many companies where day-to-day -day is just chaos and a lot of the root cause comes back to chaos in the planning mm -hmm. system for day-to-day -day work. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Ian and Rick, just amazing. <laughs> so I think there's so much gold in there to help organisations yeah. out there just learning about Lean RFS and get some of the noise out of the day-to-day -day business. Yep. You know, I'm a teacher by trade, an early childhood teacher and... <laughs> A lot of people when they hear that think, oh, little kids are managing 30 of them in a, in a classroom. And that can be absolute chaos if you don't have a plan. Mm. And, and so the plan's not stabilized. The, the plan has to adapt rapidly. And- Well, just if you don't have a plan for your day, you're absolutely stuffed. Mm. And, and that I think plan, if, yeah. if you're not um, you know, responding to your people, yeah. you're stuffed. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so I think it's just a common theme that I see out there that the whole planning cycle is disconnected to factories and supply chains, warehouses, and it's just creates chaos through the operation. But I think Ian and Ian Glenday and Rick, man, with that book, Lean RFS, they did a good job. Great podcast too. They're such genuine people, like all our guests are. Oh. All of our guests are just so giving and so amazing and amazingly humble. Yeah. So what's to come, Brad? Yes, I think upcoming we'll keep bringing you amazing guests and please contribute to that. Like we'd love help, especially with diversity um, going forward. 
that, that, in, a, in diversity of topics, I should add too. Mm-hmm. I think there may be topics that we're not getting enough of on. And if you have someone or yourself... Or a burning topic. Please reach out. And we'll, we'll try our best to find someone who can help us with that. Yeah. The other part is the community. So there's now the Enterprise Excellence Community linked to the podcast. And this is becoming a great success story because... As part of the community, you can connect with our world's experts every day. We've got, we had Jeff Sutherland with the community last week for an hour where he presented for 45 minutes and then the community got to ask him questions just via a Zoom meeting. And then we've got Jeff Leica tomorrow, which is not tomorrow when this podcast goes to air, it's tomorrow while we're recording, which is the previous week. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jeff's on talking about the Toyota Way second edition for 45 minutes and then the community can ask him questions. But I think the big thing that the community is finding is the breakout rooms after these sessions where we break out into small groups, really of people of relevance to us, similar industry, but not competitors, where we can then talk about the guest speaker, but also help each other on our journey. Mm -hmm. And the community has been really working with me to improve how we run that breakout session. There's a little bit of structure to it now that helps people keep track of what we want to do and help each other move forward using some agile techniques. And I'm getting some great feedback about it already, which is good. Great. So I think, um, funny enough, you get to learn and practice these techniques as you're actually part of the community, which is another great great outcome, really, to help people learn best practice and Mm -hmm. really help it go forward. We've got um, free access to that community until September. So, you know, if you want to jump on board, reach out to us. Um, We'll put you into the August community meeting. And Which is Pascal, Den- uh, yeah, Pascal, Dennis, and Laurent Simon on planning and strategy and cultural deployment. Awesome! Which is That's going to be—they're wonderful to listen to. They are so inspiring. And if you want to come on board, you know, you've got two more months where you can come into the community and access it for free. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, Lewis Trigger is wow. then the next one up. Lewis Trigger on theory of constraints. So we didn't mention it. Oh, but another. The whole theory of constraints just takes so much noise out of your whole project execution and improvement efforts. And Lewis's episode was also one of my favourites when it comes down to it. It, it was episode 31. It was amazing. I, straight after Dave Stahoviak's at 30, so it was a cracking sequence of yeah. podcasts. Yeah. But Lewis has been kind enough to come on for an hour in September. And it's been good because we've given these five or six free ones <laughs> we had some cracking guests and then it's not the community's not that expensive going forward for a place anyway mm-hmm. and we'll keep bringing cracking guests that you can learn from i think the biggest power is learning from each other and getting help from each other particularly if you're a senior leader trying to lead an excellence journey or you're a practitioner you're a quality manager safety manager business improvement ci lean operational excellence whatever you want to call it your job environmental manager you just end up in this network, short and sharp. Like it's only one hour with the guest and then one hour with each other. With your on small Zoom. team. Small team, learning, getting help each month and then breaking. And yeah, so that's a big part of the future because to me, it's M&I, it's all about how do we create that better future where well, we've got to help excellence journeys stick and sustain and keep going forward. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the key to it. And we're sort of providing that avenue for ongoing communication and keeping, you know, that keeping each other on track yeah that's it we can get help i've had lots of help through my career from key people like just a few bob simpson sharon richards 
um, Boyd Rose, James Paulson, Susie Young, um, Neil Jorgensen, Andy Heckey, Jack Winston. You know, so many. I'm sorry I didn't mention every, everyone. I could rattle off probably 20 more. But, yeah, I think it's community, teamwork and community is everything. And colleagues can really provide that sense of mentorship if you haven't got a, a mentor in your yeah. professional life. Yeah. You know, come on board and um, reach out with your fellow colleagues. They can really provide that gap for an inspiring mentor to help keep you on the journey. Yeah, it's so key. That's yeah. a great, great part. A lot of those names I rattled off are part of the community. So yeah. it's pretty cool. They're my mentors and my support, you know, over the years. Yeah. What, what's happening going forward too with the community is that we will be drawing guest speakers um, on the podcast from the community. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to promote it. I listen to some podcasts where they go, oh, this person is from our community. And I really feel like it diminishes them because it's like, oh, they're getting a free onto the podcast you know that's the impression i get i think it's like Mm. so what we're going to do but we're drawing from our community once a month a podcast guest but you're not going to be promoted that you're part of the community you're going to be promoted on as the expert you are like our community is full of experts on enterprise excellence no matter what across many flavors of it Mm -hmm. and so we are going to once a month draw in a community member to be a podcast guest but we're not going to promote that they came from the podcast we're just going to promote the expert they are and learn from them. And mm-hmm. I think that I think that's the best way to do it. And I'm looking forward to that mm-hmm. because it's bringing that more practi- practical practitioner side into the podcast too. People actually doing it, yeah. and I think that's going to be amazing. Yeah. The final bit we're doing upcoming is senior leadership support. Like these journeys are made or broken largely by senior leadership behaviour. Mm-hmm. And so what we're looking at there is, firstly, I'm going to run a number of free webinars and bring in some global experts to run these with me to really help senior leaders within Asia Pacific, largely, I guess it's Australia and New Zealand, but we do have people come on from America and Europe, um, come on and learn for an hour some of the best practices and how do you lead an enterprise excellence journey. There's also training, like we, we've developed that agile leader at scale course with agile education program Mm -hmm. and that training we're going to be bringing to the region upcoming as well as agile scrum at scale which is basically excellence in that planning cycle getting planning bloody well and running effectively and also execution for getting that ci innovation type agile organization going Mm -hmm. that's coming up and um the other factor that's on the backlog now that we're going to be doing is some trips to the u.s probably tying into the AME conference, the American Manufacturing Excellence Conference, to go and see best practice. Like American and Australian culture has a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. And there are some companies over there that are truly doing great things. And so this will be a trip for senior leaders and key practitioners in companies, you know, key improvement leaders to go see some best practice, highly focused on the leadership side of things like the part that senior leaders play, but also getting out to the floors and seeing these organisations. And we think that's a key step to truly help us learn and grow um, largely in our region to get better. Mm, going and seeing it in action. Going to see it in action, going to see the best. And we're also working hard to keep building best practice here in Australia and a number of organisations, which will mean we can do visits for senior leaders and key practitioners 
where we don't have to go too far afield because sometimes seeing it is the key that people need to truly jump on board and start leading it forward. Mm -hmm. And with the times that we could have coming up, I think it's important that we do everything we can to help people really see best practice because I think particularly in Australia, we've not had a challenging time for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think when the challenging time hits, which it is, I think that's where we've got to be fit and we've got to be ready to really run effectively to do great things for our customers, to protect jobs, to grow still in tough times and keep moving forward mm -hmm. and also reduce planetary impact at the same time. Yeah. And so I think that's that's the key to what we're doing here. Yeah. The ongoing practitioner training still that we run through the academy for Agile, Lean, Lean Six Sigma, all these topics that we're doing a across the, around the clock, around the year to year. And then also to I'm out helping organizations directly. With so, the time you got left. With the time I got left. Yeah. So it's not much, but you know, the, the coaching support and actually being there to help is critical. And we, we've, we've got to improve more into the future, how we can do this on mass. How can we on mass, which is the vision of the community, that community really playing that part, which allows you to help many through one avenue rather than having to be one-on-one, -on -one, which really, can minimise the time you've got available. Mm. I'm wondering if um, you know an improvement there might be for the community to have in their small groups access to personal coaching. Or yeah, I think that's there's something on that. You know, bringing yeah. in some of these experts as mentors and coaches too directly to the community. There's some value in that, particularly mm. some of the people we know globally and locally. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. We'll have to backlog that. We'll backlog it. <laughs> yeah. Our backlog is growing. It is. Um, let us know if you think that would be yeah, helpful. Value, yeah, value to you, that one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I already know we've already got a few people who are part of the community, I think, would be more than willing to do that, you know, and, and help out there. So yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a good idea. So anyway, I think <laughs> we'll keep, Em and I will keep practicing Agile in our world. You'll see elements of it always if you watch a video of one of our shows behind me and you'll if you ever want to see our mural board and how we run our um, scrums and sprint planning and review and retros using that plus the physical boards behind us reach out be happy to take you through it yeah yeah well here's to another hundred <laughs> oh boy yeah, yeah a lot that, of, that's a lot of the work, long term but... goal and um, you know maybe we'll have our prioritized backlog enforced by then yeah, I think yeah. I think um, it's 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 been amazing. It's been such a pleasure being able to talk to all these experts, but also to get connected with you, our listeners, and see that base just grow so amazingly to what it's become. And we look forward to the next one hundred. You know, please, everyone, share this podcast and promote it to others that you feel it may help. Like it, it is a free avenue that people can learn from our world's best and help to create that better future. So you. You, our listeners, can help us help others too just by sharing and letting others know about this. There's no more powerful avenue than word of mouth. Yeah. That is the most powerful. You know, the community, the podcast, the academy, you know, please, um, anything you can do to help there, we'd really appreciate it because it helps us achieve our vision of creating that better future. Yeah, for a wider audience. <laughs> yeah. Wider. That, you know, this weekly podcast is that weekly hit of inspiration. Mm. Um, as to why you are on that journey, why you are striving to, you know, change, mm. change workplace 
behaviours. Yeah. Um, I th- yeah. I think we should add too that I don't think something that we talk about much is that we are, going forward, we're a social enterprise. You know, we, even profits and revenues that we make, we're putting towards social entities. I think we helped Wildlife Warriors this year and a number of other organisations. And we're just going to keep then using any revenues that we make to channel into, you know, supporting charities that are doing great things. Mm-hmm. We're mainly focused on ones that are actually, the bulk of the money is going into charitable work. You know, so that's the key focus for us is these organisations where a whole heap of the money is going to where it counts. Yeah, I, I got an email um, yesterday from the Wildlife Warriors and the bushfires that happened back in 2019, 2020, right before COVID hit, were absolutely devastating for Australia. You know, we lost, It's um, they quoted between one to three billion animals. Wow. We lost in that bushfire. And, you know, we're the only country, well, we're the top rating country for the extinction of mammals. Mm. And so... Yeah, yeah, they do some good work. Like there's Steve Irwin's organisation and previous his kids yeah. and Terry are running it now. And um, yeah, they buy bushland, they protect it and they do all sorts of activity for animals and it's amazing. But there'll be other charities that we support going forward too. But the key caveat is that the bulk of them, the money that goes to them goes into action. Action, front line, yeah. action. For, and it, it isn't just environment. It's for, you know... Excuse me for economic gains, planetary gains, and also gains for society, like what you know the work we've been doing with World Vision and organisations like that. So, anything you anyone engages with and helps with, you know, even everything goes to a good cause. So it's just trying to create that better future holistically. Yeah, well, thanks, Sam. Thanks for all the work you've done over the last (laughs) hundred episodes. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and thanks for bringing me into the the podcast. You know, I'm happy to. Happy to wear the hat to help. And yeah. Well, certainly without <laughs> us, it's not going to happen without no, you and the, I doing what we've done with it. the team and, of course, our sponsor, yeah, SA Partners. partners. Thank so you. So thanks again, SA Partners, and thanks, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the episode on our reflection of 100 episodes, and um, we'll see you next week. There's some cracking ones coming up, so enjoy. Yeah, we'll get them out to you. And mm, Thanks yeah. for helping us create a better future, everyone. You're doing a top job. See you later. Bye. Bye. What a great episode. I always love recording a show with them. So genuine and so to the point. I hope you gain value from it too. Remember to like, subscribe and share this podcast to help others and share the information and all the other episodes that are there in the backlog that we spoke about. Also, as part of this episode, we're releasing a bookshelf on the website enterpriseexcellencepodcast.com which covers a lot of the books of guests that have been on the show and many more. It's a real treasure trove of knowledge and information to help you create a better future. We will keep this bookshelf updated and if you've got any ideas and suggestions for books and information that we should add to it and future guests, please let us know. Thanks for being part of our community. Thanks for helping us create a better future. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have a podcast. Bye for now.